Hello and welcome to another edition of the Bar Stewards Enquiry. My name's Lee Keyes and I'm standing in for Catherine Fry, who is otherwise uh, detained, I'm afraid, um, but she has left her selections for later on in the show. Uh, with me, as always, is my partner in crime, John Lang. And uh, we've got a great show for you tonight. It's the Dublin Racing Festival, some absolutely cracking races. And it's just such a shame with the weather that could play a massive part um, in uh, Sandown and Weatherby's fate tomorrow. Obviously, we're probably unaware of those meetings that are able to go ahead. But as I say, Leopardstown uh, is pretty much safe and uh, it should be a cracking weekend in, uh, where you can put your feet up and uh, and watch some fantastic racing. Right, before we get on to the uh, uh, bets, uh, we've as always, we've got some questions. Uh, from our listeners, and it's an important part of the show. It makes everyone feel part of it. And there's some terrific questions, as always, um, from you. So please keep them coming in. It's it's, it's really good um, to uh, get the show off on the right footing. So first question, John. Um, the Charlotte Jones ride at Newcastle this week on the Steward. Uh, uh, this was it. Was it a great ride, or was it dopey in your opinion by the other jockeys in behind? Uh, there was a lot of fury on Twitter. And that question's from Carl Swanson. Well, it was a series of people riding like puddings, wasn't it? I mean, I sort of half ran away with her, and she sat there like a pudding. And them in the, I won't call it a chasing group, because it never chased at any point. But them in the other group also sat there like puddings. Um, biggest thick, aren't they? You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just the things that I noted from the day... Um, was the time wasn't amazing it was it was decent but it wasn't any sort of much quicker than the, the other races on the card um or anything like that to say that it was an extraordinary performance from the steward uh, there was a tailwind in the a quite heavy one um in, it's unusual for newcastle it's normally a, a west northwest wind it was a south southeast um and that was helping the front end front end keep going so i think i think Anything that day that came from off the pace is, is actually worthy, which is unusual. Newcastle, you've got to be held up, but um, but the, the front end was holding up well. Uh, and like you say, it was a it was a misjudgment from the pack, let's say, rather than Charlotte who couldn't do anything. She was just hanging on for, for dear life. The horse had bolted, and that was that. Um, it, well, you know, she, she had nothing to do with the uh, performance of the steward. It, it, and don't, let's be right, if you look at the steward's back form, he was he was rated nineties on the flat back in the day and, and he's also three wins on the old weather so I, I wasn't surprised he put up a performance like that but yeah I'd say misjudgment from the others so, thanks for so, that what I don't get Lee as well I mean we've got this factory called the British Racing School now churning all the jockeys out and it can't seem to get them to count in a yeah. horse shred pattern you know the, the same as though they have absolutely no idea how fast they're going, any of them. Well, I mean, as, as we've seen from the past, you know, the, there are some great front-running jockeys and that's 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 the idea that basically they can control a tempo and they know exactly what, 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 yeah. what pace they're going at, yeah. You, you know, the yeah. first couple of furlongs, you know, just count pole to pole. Yeah. You know, and... Have an idea in your head of how fast you need to be going to complete a furlong in eleven and a half seconds or whatever you know. I mean, it's just 
it staggers me, you know, that we've got these ex-jockeys and they're sitting them on mechanical horses, telling them to tuck their elbows in and point the toes down and very little else. Yeah. Right. Thanks for that question, Carl Swanson. Um, second question is from uh, Christopher Stockhill. Um, which of the Cheltenham hot pots are the most solid and which do you think are very beatable? John? So we're hoping Stockhill out with his 10 trebles in a row up then. <laughs> Sounds Basically. like it. Yeah. Um, well, I think from a solid point of view, I don't think you can look past Chamberly Park's Norris Chaser in Roy Allen. Um, he's done everything right. Um, everybody seems very happy with the arse. Could be one of the ones, you know. Um, yeah. As regards want to take on, I'm uh, quite happy to take on Shiskin. Um, I think Nico might find himself between two stools because there's a couple in there that's going to go off like hell. He won't. We might find himself at the head of the chasing pack at some point, maybe at the top of the hill, and he won't know whether to stick or twist. And he's going to have to ask himself a few questions. I think he's got a tricky, tricky decision-making process in that race, and I wouldn't want to be taking too short the price about that one. Yeah. No, I, I concur totally with you um, with that. And like you say, I'm, I'm more more of a Envoy Allen fan than, than Shishkin anyway. Um, you know, in terms of uh, of uh, uh, winning winning that race. And for me, um, I would say my my banker of the meeting. Still, I'm a massive Paisley Park fan. Um, I know Catherine thinks that it's probably better in steadily run races um she was saying earlier um but and they do tend to go good gallop in the stairs um but um for me i i i take that on board but i just think he's better than ever um i was i was incredibly impressed with him last time um and, and, superb, yeah um and and paisley park for me is, is the one that that i really like at cheltenham um um so fingers crossed for that Okay, next question. Um, Kieran Burke um, has put an interesting question. So as somebody needs to talk about the extra place races that the thieving high street bookmakers will be screaming about and, as usual, uh, will be getting praised by, by the dimwits in the racing post. In other words, we're going five places on this 18-runner handicap that won't mention that we've reduced the fractions from a quarter to a fifth the odds uh, thus meaning we're thieving 20% of their winnings from four cents of punters to give 80% to those that back the fifth. John, interesting point from Kieran there. Kieran's not wrong either, is he? Um, no. We'll also have Splat Chapman in the morning highlighting these races where um, the pen five places and the bookies have absolutely played a blind as they usually do. Um they're basically getting wonderful publicity because most of the people sat there thinking, bah, that's good, without thinking about it as deeply as Kieran has. And uh, if they did, they'd probably think, well, I'd rather have the old passion orthodox place terms, 
you know. Um, I know I yeah. certainly would. I mean, really, it shouldn't be entering your head if you're having a bet whether it's going to come fifth or sixth, should it? Not really, in, no. You know, you're backing it to win a race and, you know, uh, we're, we're paying six places today. If you are saying thank God for that, you don't fancy it strong enough to have a bet. Well, I, I think also that that there's no choice either. Basically, so I'll, I'll give you I'll give you an ample example. One of the bookmakers, Skybet. You don't. You, you haven't got a choice. You, you can't no. say no. I, I don't want the six places. I want the four places or the or the five, yeah. you know four to the ox. There's no choice. You, you just literally no. have to take the, the fifth. And I mean, sixteen to one instead of four to one becomes sixteen yeah. to five, which is just. Yeah. Just, just, just above three to one. It's, it's quite a bit. They, they're not daft. They've, like you said, they've played a blinder with this. Um, yeah, uh, good point, that Kieran. We haven't, we haven't had one word of criticism anywhere, have we? No, no. It's as if it's as if they they they've been uber generous. And I, yeah. I'm one of the old school. I'd rather have the old terms. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. Uh, final question uh, for us this this week. Uh, Tom Jenkins um, sent this one. Um, if when betting is banned uh, or limited to peanuts uh, for terms of uh, bets you can get on, would you still watch and enjoy horse racing? John? If horse racing was still taking place without betting, I could. if I had enough money, I could quite happily sit here and say, I've struck my last bet and I don't do a monkey's, in all honesty. Um, I don't particularly get a buzz out of betting. It's only ever been a means to an end for me. Yeah. Um, and if I had plenty of money, I probably wouldn't bet. But I'd definitely follow horse racing because I love the sport. Um, and I think anyway, if the gambling commission got its way and everybody was limited to losing the price of a bag of peanuts every month, well, it'd probably just go underground anyway and... Uh, We'd be back to this. Well, we'd be in a situation like in the early sixties when uh, it was illegal boat makers, razor gangs, and all sorts of stuff going on. You know, might be a bit more exciting anyway. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I mean, obviously for me, it'd be devastating because it's it's my living. Um, I definitely haven't got enough to retire, <laughs> so. Um, I'd have to do something else. Uh, probably end up driving Amazon vans, I think. Um, so, but I mean, the thing is, I mean, it, it's it's a worrying time. This 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 gambling commission, you know, and I, I resent the likes of Peter Shilton doing this um, and and making campaigns and lobbying MPs and, and and it's like you know just because he's he's shit at gambling, you know. I mean, it's it's just unfair on the ones that aren't. Um, and again, you know, we, we, we're in a society where we want to ban and cancel everything. And it's just, it really is a depressing thought. So The, the, thing, the thing is now, I think, um, the signs were there when there was talk, when our list COVID nonsense started, when they were talking about moving towards a cashless society. Yeah. And every, paying everything on your card. Because that... Personally, I thought that was the thin end of the wedge because then they've got you, haven't they? They know everything you're spending and on what, yeah. you know? And then you get to 65 
and you, you're ready for your state pension, and they say, hang on a minute, fatty, you haven't looked after yourself. Look at what you've spent on bills. Look at what you've spent on fags. There's no NHS going to help you out, and we're going to cut your pension down as well because you haven't really uh, budgeted for your old age there. You're going to require a lot of care, so we're knocking a, bit, a few quid more off. And I think all the want is drones that are capable of going to work, coming home, going to bed, and getting up the next day and doing it again. And I think that's like the, the utopia that some people are aiming for that own these governments at the minute. Well, yeah, uh, you're, you're right there. I mean, it's, it, it seems to be that's where we're heading. Uh, an, an uber form of control uh, back on society. That's what seems to be the... Uh, uh, in the offing. Anyway, <clears throat> thanks Thanks for that question, Tom. Um, on to the racing. Um, we're going to look at two races at Sandown before moving on to Leopardstown. Um, as I said, it, it, it's the, the meeting is in doubt. Uh, the, the, there's quite a substantial amount of rain forecast, which is unfortunate, but we can have fingers crossed that this meeting will, will go ahead. It's going to be obviously very heavy ground. And the 150 at Sandown is the Virgin Bet Silly Isles novice chase, uh, a fantastic novice chase, possibly, uh, well, I would say definitely the, the best novice chase uh, on offer in the UK this this, this season. Um, fascinating contest, um, for sure. Uh, John, do you have any thoughts uh, on, the, on the Silly Isles? Well, um, Sean Blair, obviously, dropping in trip, they're going to make a service of use of, I would have thought. And I would imagine this will be to see if he's fast enough to go the shorter route at the uh, the festival. Um, so my worry with that one is, as as always, the quickest way to get a confirmed stair base is to go too quick early on. Yeah. Um, I think bolting him into every fence and trying to nick a bit down the back into the railway fences... If Hitman travels and stays the extra half mile, which I, I think I'm probably 90% certainly will, he could be turning in two lengths down and going well and just have too much tour for him. Yeah. But it's a fascinating race, really. It is. And I've been going back to the point of Shamblu. Um, I, I, I don't think he's as good as Hitman. I I I I don't I I genuinely believe Hitman is 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 the the, the better better chaser, but what I will say is uh, I had a bit of digging around and at like last twenty runnings of this, there's only two horses ever managed to win held up, and and the, the fear for me is that they're going to potentially drop drop Hitman out. Like you say, you'd you'd like to see a slightly handier rider, not giving Shamblu too much rope. Shamblu, no question in my mind, though, that like you say, they'll They'll attack dropping in trip. They know they know it gets three miles, so there's no point in in, in taking leads. Yeah. They'll just get on with get on with it. It's a keen going sort anyway, um, and it's it, the, tactically it could be fascinating. Um, but I, 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 I'm in your camp uh, in the in the uh, hitman for me is the better horse. But um, I I'd, if I'm if I'm betting on the race say from an in running angle. Um, I'm definitely more keen to back Shamblu pre-play, maybe yeah, to sort yeah. of lay a bit out at slightly shorter. 
just just have a, just have a have a have a pinch kind of that, that could be a good play. But what a contest that is! Um, and and I said others that I haven't mentioned, uh, Damned Campagna, uh, Sporting John, um, all all Bezier de Zerbo, you know, real class animals. So there'll, there'll uh, be a lot of adjustments to certain Fez folios, won't there? After absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, so that that is a race. I'm just rather than probably getting too involved. I'm looking forward to watching that. So I really hope Sandown goes ahead for that. Um, the next race at Sandown is the rescheduled uh, Cotswold Chase, like uh, Chalk and Cheese at Sandown and Cheltenham. No idea. Uh, Catherine was talking earlier and said um, she felt that the, this this race should have been run at Chepster. Hard to argue with that because Chepster's left-handed and you know they, they've got the meeting on today, no problem. Um so, but, but we can't expect the BHA to make sensible decisions. So, we've got Sandown. Uh, John, any any thoughts in this? Well, they could have run it at Redcar and it would have been my legs, Cheltenham, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, Bristol Demar is a proper heavy ground slugger, isn't he? Um, yeah. And it might just have it his own way. Um, Native River, I wasn't convinced with the comeback run. Um, I'm not saying he's dead, but there's definitely a problem with his pulse. Uh, and Santini just looks a grade A, doesn't he? Really. Uh, <laughs> yes. You know, and I mean, attritional conditions. It's quite a stable at Sandown. I just don't know whether he'll fancy it in, in the slop. I think it, it's not a race I'd be keen to get involved in. I, mean, I was talking to Ginger Hitler about it earlier in the week. And he said, he said Bristol demise no good after Christmas. <laughs> I, I said, well, I didn't really know he celebrated Christmas much, but... Yeah, um, I'm, I'm inclined to just take a watching race, really, but if pressed for a selection, I would, I would say Bristol to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, my, I'm, I'm very similar to similar thoughts to you. Um, the interesting thing for Santini, Santini backers uh, tomorrow is obviously Nico off, Aidan Coleman on, which is, is a massively positive uh, jockey switch. Um Will that, you know, there's no doubt Santini, if he wants, can 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 win this, no problem. Absolutely no. But obviously we've seen he's he's turned into a bit of a shit house. Um if if Aiden can somehow, I don't know, different feel, don't know. Personally, I, I think the horse is, is a complete nutter. But yeah, it's that's that's your hope that Aiden, the switch to Aiden will provide maybe Santi or persuade Santini to go and uh, put his head down and do it. Um, interesting race, though, nevertheless. Right, moving on. Uh, swiftly moving on to uh, the Dublin Festival, which uh, obviously is just fantastic fair. It is, It is. you know, if you if you can't get excited for tomorrow's racing and uh, you know, something, you're, you're dead inside. Um, uh, 105 Leopards Town uh, tomorrow, the opener there. Uh, that's the... Uh, Two mile six, grade one, the Nathaniel Lacey and Partners Solicitors Hurdle, Novice Hurdle. Uh, fascinating race, um, really competitive. John, thoughts on this? 
Well, I would just say first, yeah, what a fantastic little mini festival we've got here this weekend, you know, it's Guinness and Oysters at the ready, isn't it, really, to go, go full on Irish, you know. And, for you sure, for sure. Get a plate of particularly bland sausages as well. Um, <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed with this race because I wanted Blue Lord to run in it um, to give me a line on how good Bob Ollinger might be because I'm, I'm kind of fancying him for the Cheltenham Festival, actually. Yeah. Um, and then I, w- I was looking at the favourite and I thought it must be a complete jade with all those seconds. And then I, I looked a bit deeper and found it running in short bumpers over like 12 and 14 furlongs. So for a, a two-and-a-half-mile horse to be showing decent form in those bumpers, I thought it, it must have a fair degree of pace about it. Yeah. So I, I ended up thinking that would probably win. Yeah. Um, it's, a fa- it's a fair point, like you say, that that basically was it, was it quick enough, you know, for... For uh, the shorter shorter bumpers in France, and and mm. it was incredibly impressive last time out. It absolutely, uh, I, I can't put into words how how impressive it looked. Um, price tag to match there around fifteen to eight, and I was looking at um, Gentleman's Game, uh, Mouse Morris, uh, train runner, um, blew me away at Cork uh, when I wanted to back it because I loved the point run, but I didn't want to back it because it was dropping. Uh, to two miles and I just thought there's no way this is a two miler uh, real out and out sluggery looks um, you know fine grey horse real real size about him yeah. and he destroyed uh, albeit he should have he should have won how he did because the the favourite in the race uh, of Willie Mullins has uh, pulled really hard and so he, he, he should have won how he did but he, he did do it how he did and I really like him up in trip and I think these are available around 12 to 1. I, I thought that was attractive because I, I think we'll see tons of improvement. But with the with the drawback that Robbie Power is in the saddle, which uh, is not good, but it's that was my take. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, but I thought, you know, little, 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 little squeak maybe uh, there sort of around the 12 to 1 mark. But I, I concur yeah. with you, the favourite looks good. Uh, moving on to the Dublin chase, the 135, we've got. Uh, uh, Again, a class encounter between Shaq and Porsois uh, and Min. Um, Shaq and Porsois is around the four to nine mark, I believe. Uh, John, thoughts on this? Can can we see the favourite um, getting beat here? I can't, in all honesty. I, uh, it, it's not something I'd care to bet, but I, I think it'll probably win. Yeah, yeah it's. I mean. But the only, the only thing what I did I, I thought he was a bit ragged last time um, I mean he, he obviously still got the job done um, but you know I just thought you know there's the odd sort of blemish he needs if every look sort of I'd I'd say of his uh, recent performances it, it, it was probably his worst 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 sort of round of jumping I I, I think so I suppose there is a hope there that. You know, uh, for if if anyone fancies Min, Min, Min could overturn him. But um, as we as we know, um, Min um, basically needs uh, further than than two miles, I think, to be to be right at right at his best. You know, he's he's going to he's going to be sort of finding it very 
very a very warm pace. I think back at the back at the two miles. So yeah, I, I think Jack and Porsoir is going to take the world a beating. But like you say, four to nine. There's nothing for us there. Uh, no, no working man's price there. So I think we'll leave that one. Um, the next race on the card we'll look at is the two ten. That's the uh, Irish Arkle. Uh, John, anything here? We've got uh, uh, the favourite, uh, an ergamine at uh, five to six. Um, can you see the favourite uh, doing the business? I thought there was a, a potential upset on the cards, and then I've, I've seen the betting, and it probably wouldn't be that much of an upset in most people's eyes. I like unaccepted. Um, came out. Round about one four eight plus for me on the debut over fences. Um, yeah, beaten Lucas. Yeah, yeah, possibly with a, a bit more to come. I would have thought it won very easily. Um, I think this is potentially an ace horse. This might come soon enough for it. You know, what I mean, you see a lot of these novices that start brightly and jump well because of the jumping isn't put under pressure. It'll probably be under more pressure tomorrow. Um, but I think granted normal improvement, this is right on the premises, and uh, I, I, I'm I'm very tempted to bet this tomorrow. Well, it's I mean from 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 the each way thief point of view, it it kind of looks kind of looks pretty decent. Um, obviously, <laughs> these are the kind of bets the bookmakers hate, but like you say, at the prices, um, it looks the. Uh, it looks the probably probably the, the shrewd play, the the old each way, uh, unaccepted against the uh, the solid favourite uh, in Ergamine, who absolutely destroyed Captain Guinness last time out, uh, was extremely impressive. Um, but yeah, at the prices, it could be the JP McManus runner. Um, we move on to the next race uh, is the two forty five. That's the uh, Matheson uh, handicap chase. It's a 0-150 handicap. Uh, five to one the field. Then Tukas and Epsom de who head the market. Five to one joint favourites. Anything you liked in this, John? Yeah, I'm going to be barring and tip the favourite Epsom de who. Um, he's absolutely yonked up last time. Um, I don't quite think thirteen pound will cover it. Um, I think it's probably a good arse in the making this. Um, and uh, I, I think that there's possibly another fifteen or twenty pound to come. Yeah, um, incredible. I mean, last time out, um, I, I, I like you was incredibly impressed. Um, just literally, it was it was a complete rout. Um, and up thirteen pound for that, but still, you you think there's loads more to come from this also. I think 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 you make a good point. Um, and Tukas for me, I think that's going to be popular with a lot of punters. Um, however, I, I I just feel he's a little bit jaded. Uh, um, you know, he, in his run, so you know, I, I've watched him in a finish, and and I, I just think he's he's getting a bit cute. Um, he's I mean, seven seconds now um, from 13, mm. 13 starts. It's it's starting to rack up. So, and Tukas. Might be a nice little each way bet, but I'd, I'd be worried about him in a finish. Um, yeah, myself, getting, getting into Jimmy White territory, aren't we? Yeah, um, and for me, well, myself and Catherine, um, Catherine likes the shunter, and so do I. Um, I think Emmett Mullins done a fine job with this horse. Um, obviously, 
um, got it from a, a, a probably a lesser trainer, shall we say, um, in the summer. Um, but he's for me, this horse just keeps improving. And again, uh, similar similar to sort to sort of Epsom to who really you think you know there's more to come. And uh, I thought I thought the shunter would would go extremely well in this uh, around I think the seven to one mark. So mm-hmm. Epsom Epsom to who for John. Uh, the shunter for myself and Catherine. Uh, we move on to the 315. It's the Chanel Farmer Irish Champion Hurdle, um, where we've got the superb mare, Honeysuckle, headed the market at six to four. John, did you have any view on this? I thought she had your mate beta, actually. Uh, yeah. Best drag wins for me. Um, I, I, I think it's a little bit of a Toss of a kind job, and then, as I say, usually when it gets to them situations, the one that gets the splits when they want them, and the one that jumps best, you know, I think either one of them rattling a couple of hurdles will probably lose the race for them, you know? Yeah. And just as a token selection, I'd say the slightly bigger price to the two. Yeah. uh, you're coming exactly from where I am on this, that it, it literally will come down, like you say, to a, to sloppy errors or, or you know, the, the right move at the right time. And I, for what it's worth, I think Honeysuckle's getting quite cute now. She's um, she's won the last three uh, races by half a length. And, and I think I think she's not doing a tap, really. You know, it's, it's, it's one of them where I think she's, I think she's wising up that she only has to do enough. And, I think we'll see a very very tight finish here. I think I think if I if there was distance betting, I'd be I'd be backing under what under what you know. I don't think there's going to be a, a winner streaking away with this, but no. um, so it's that kind that kind of feel I get on the race, a tricky one. Um, okay, so we move on now to the three fifty race, and we've got we've got something special here. We've got a special. We've got a Barstewers Enquiry special for you. All three of us um, are going nap. Max bet on this, and we—I I cannot. I, I honestly cannot believe the price here. Drop the anchor, um, JP McManus is uh, <laughs> one of JP McManus's many runners. Um, but I, I can't. I, I'm just—I'm flabbergasted at the odds of ten to one it, it, that's available. It's an incredible price. Uh, if you've just watched this horse last three runs. Um, he did ever so well uh, to win at Listowel, where everything was winning on, on the front end, and he was the one coming from far back. He then got brought down at Down Royal when I thought he was looking like he was coming through to win. And then last time out, um, he was literally going really fine, going really well, and was brought to a standstill, literally a standstill, when the race was just quickening up at the worst point of the race, um, at two out. And the fact he only got beat three lengths at the line was incredible. I thought he'd get beat thirty lengths after 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 that. Um, and the the one that's favourite for the race is the one that beat him three lengths. Well, if you go back to that race, no way does Advanced Virgo beat drop the anchor that day. Um, but for but for the uh, the severe hampering, so it's dropped the anchor for me. John, do you, do you agree for similar reasons? Uh, all of those reasons. Um... I mean, for me, this is a lap of honour, not a race. Yeah, I just, I, I went through all this. I just, I, I can't reasonably see any alternative other than this women, which is a worry. But you know, here we go. <laughs> it's, 
I, I do. I, I think this horse is super progressive, and um, as long as it runs it, I mean, that's the question. I, I, I don't, I don't know. It's yeah, I, as long as JP doesn't drop the anchor. Well, that's, that's it. it's, as long as JP doesn't doesn't slam down the anchor, then then we're uh, we're hooking. But that that it comes with a risk, as we know. It's JP, but for me, if that runs its race tomorrow and it's it's there to do its best, ten to one is just simply enormous. I'd make it clear favourite. But as I said, we're we're in we're in JP's uh, uh, hands. Praise pra- praise God, you know. <laughs> Please, it's it's it, it really is down to that. So that's the bar steward special. Drop the anchor um, in the three fifty at Leopardstown. Yes, absolutely. Um, right, we move on to Sunday. Um, uh, some some more cracking action. Um, and uh, I know I know Catherine's got uh, some selections on Sunday. Um, the two forty race, that's the William Fry handicap hurdle. I had nothing in here, but Catherine's very keen um, on Pure Genius. Uh, each way, I think that's around the eight to one mark. Uh, Pure Genius um, won an absolute hack canter um, last time out, and I, I certainly think one hundred and twenty seven underestimates. Um, uh, this this gelding and I, I do think that Catherine's on to one here again we're in the hands of JP this weekend come on JP don't let us down so pure genius for Catherine in the 240 did you have anything in the 240 John? no no I, I'll no. just I'll just throw in with little Catherine and uh, hope that JP's got his uh, his Bible to hand and he, he knows that bad boys don't get anything <laughs> But I think I think Catherine. That's a good pick from Catherine, um, and and she's got another pick later on on the card. And I know John, you you've got uh, some more more picks for Sunday. Um, we go to the three forty, which is the uh, Paddy Power uh, Irish Gold Cup. Fascinating encounter. All the horses that contested um, the uh, big uh, big race at Leopardstown back here at the Christmas meeting, the Savills Chase. Uh, are reopposing. Uh, John, have you any thoughts in the in the Irish Gold Cup? Yeah, I mean, Minella Indo has a obvious chance, and uh, in addition to that, I'd, I'd love to say Blackmore win our Gold Cup, in all honesty, because I think she's a better jockey than Brianne Frost, and I'd like to say I get a, a decent slower publicity for it. Um, yeah. yeah. But in this instance, I'm hoping for a slightly more positive ride on Delta Work. It stays super well, and I think if we make a bit of use tomorrow, he might just have a bit too much gumption at the end for these. Um, he had a substitute jockey on last time when he, he just landed a bit propped and bounced the lad out the saddle. It wasn't a, it wasn't a mistake, yeah. such, really. It was just... You know the kid didn't sit. Um, I'm not. I'm not a fan of Sean Flanagan either, really. No. Um, so I mean, I, I I think this might be Delta Works Gold Cup tomorrow. You know. Um, well, it, it it will certainly help if I, I mean if if Kenboy and Mellon get embroiled in the uh, yeah. in the battle that, that yeah. they did last time, uh, which was just taking each other on from miles out. Um, yeah. Then it, it could set up nice for for for, for the sluggard. Um, like you say, um, I can't knock that at all around the price. I think four to one's available. That's not bad at all. They've got the right favourite in Minella Indo. Obviously, 
departed early last time. Um, but so I'm not I'm not personally going to get involved in the race, but I might I might do a little bit in running, like you say, depending tactically. Tactics yeah. will play a part here. If they, if they crawl and there's not much not much of a tempo to the race, then Delta Works probably going to be be struggling. So yeah. it's uh, more of an in running call for me that one. Um, the, yeah, but, I, I thought that. I thought I'd wait till they jumped off and see what sort of clip they're going in because I'm not going to get a worse price. No, yeah. No. So I might as well wait and see. That's actually yeah. You, you're right there. I mean, it's, it's probably prudent if anyone else fancies sort of Delta Work, you know, to. Uh, Maybe playing running because you won't, it, it won't collapse in price for sure. No. Um, right, the 410 race, uh, Catherine has got a selection here, um, and she tells me she's very keen on the Henry de Bromhead trained train wreck. Um, finished fourth at the Christmas meeting, uh, and knowing, knowing Catherine, um, she didn't go into the reasoning for it, but I, 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 I sort of had it as probably half not off. Uh, in, in, in the handicap chase at Leopardstown, basically it was it was really wide all the way, um, and I think I think basically uh, with a better ride here, I can see where she's coming from. Um, it's it's off the same mark, 138. So I can't really knock that selection at the prices. John, did you have anything here? Yeah, I like Miss Buster. Um, I've had this in mind for a decent prize at some point. Um, Ideally, I thought it was three round two plus, but again, I think conditions are going to help make it a tough race to see out, you know. Yeah, and uh, I think tomorrow could be his day. If not, um, I don't think it's a well handicapped horse for an extreme test, and uh, it, it, it could pop up. Sometime in the next couple of months, this horse is is definitely a tracker horse for me at the minute. You'd like you'd like to think they'd go a good pace, wouldn't you? You know, yeah. It looks that sort of race where it could be like attritional, so, mm-hmm. so that could play into your hands for sure. Um, I had nothing of any real note there, um, but so those are the selections from. Uh, myself, John, and Catherine for the uh, Dublin Festival weekend. John, have you any other business uh, around on on the Saturday? Yeah, Weatherby um, in the one twenty two bags race. Um, Papa Tango Charlie, um, good form last year. Seven and second was a big breakaway, and then obviously on soft. Um, one to eight underestimates him, I think. Um, Schofield, a very interesting booking, as he has been all the time on this horse. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I just think that this horse is better than one to eight, and ought to be showing it really. Yeah, and you'd think if it does, if it does show up better than one to eight, then there's nothing in here that could sort of live with that. Um, it's um, not a good race, is it? I mean, no, no. <clears throat> You take that one out, and it's like having to listen to a Rihanna album without the videos. <laughs> Quite uh, I love that analogy. Um, yeah, I mean, Anne, Anne Hamilton's probably probably got the, the one of the principal threats, I think, in Pay the Piper. But whether it be due to get uh, quite a bit of rain between now and post time, uh, I think overnight they're predicting quite a lot of rain. 
Um, so fingers crossed for Weatherby, which is uh, it's, it's going to be quite disappointing if, if they don't can't get the go ahead there. Right, yes, so they... that's that, that's all covered off uh, nicely for the weekend. We've got, like I said, we've got a, a very very strong nap in drop the anchor, um, and something to look forward to this weekend. We've got a, a, a special Sunday sermon with a special mystery guest, and I can tell you that he's a he's a warned off punter, right and that he's he's going to be like I said. We have no censorship on our show. Uh, there's no smoke blowing. Um, it literally is uh, cut to the chase, and it's it's going to be a, a tremendous do not miss episode on Sunday. Uh, I can tell you now, you don't want to miss that. So that'll be online around uh, sort of seven seven p.m. Uh, Sunday evening. So I hope you'll look forward to that. That's all from me and John, and we shall see you again very soon, hopefully Sunday.